Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hello, Dose of Leadership listeners. So happy you're tuning in. Thought I'd give you a slow, solo episode this week. Man, I've been very busy. A lot of flying. It's starting to pick back up, I think. I hope. It's hard to say. As we're recording this at the end of August 2020, I am so tired of 2020, as you are. But I thought I would give a solo episode today. It's titled, What If It All Ended Tonight? Sounds kind of dire, kind of scary. But think about that. What if it all ended tonight? your life was done midnight tonight, would you have been happy? Would you be happy with what you've accomplished so far? How would you live differently if you knew it was going to end tonight? If you would have known 10 years ago that tonight was the last night, what would you have done differently? I think it's a fair question. And the reason why I'm thinking about this, and by the way, this isn't a as a prepared episode as I normally do. I When I do solo episodes, I usually have it a lot of detailed notes typed out in front of me and just kind of given my stream of consciousness. I just have a couple bullet points because, again, it's bothering me. You've heard me maybe say in this, this show that this summer has been strange. I mean, both personally uh, with elements that happened with my family and my daughter, kind of the estrangement where she's kind of cut herself off from the family and moved away. And uh, you've heard me talk about it in some of those episodes. I won't go into all the details. But it's it, my point is, this show is shifting. I have some visions and some dreams and some ideas of where I want to take this show. I will share this with you, that there has been stuff behind the scenes. Really going to ramp up the show, take it to a whole other professional level. Maybe a set, maybe multiple camera angles, maybe dedicated YouTube channel, maybe some high-level sponsors. More to come. I'll share more as it comes unfold. Great guests, by the way. And I'll certainly do that and I'll talk about leadership. But for almost eight years, I've been talking about this concept of leadership. And again, leadership is a broad umbrella. It's huge, right? A huge umbrella. But I'll be honest. I mean, sometimes, uh, and I mean, I, I feel like I've got a PhD in leadership from talking to 400 plus people about this concept of leadership. And certainly it has helped me personally change my mindset. And I still want to continue to do that, to have these fascinating conversations and continue to learn and continue to be open-minded I want to get more dissenting opinions. I want to have real conversations, all that stuff. You've heard me talk about that if you're a listener to this show, if you know who I am. And that's going to happen. And this show isn't dying by any strap. If anything, it's it's going to grow. And I just have this vision and this idea of where it's going to go. And I know it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Because part of my purpose and my reason why I'm here is to do this show. And so I need to put more love, energy, and passion into this show and it's going to be something completely different in a year, and it's going to be completely bigger, it's going to be have a wider audience, all that thing, it's going to happen. 
And the reason why I'm telling you this is because it goes to the mindset or the thing that is certainly have become, has become clearer to me throughout this year. There's a lot of things bothering me. A lot of things bother me as they're bothering you. But I wanted to just get out. I just think it's important because if you're on this leadership journey and if you're invested in personal growth, which I think you are, otherwise you wouldn't be tuning into this show. And I think if you're regular listening to the show, you do believe that the understanding or the application of leadership in your life is one part of the answer and a huge part of the solution to leading a significant life. And isn't that what we all want to do, lead significant lives? And that's why I think it's an important question to ask. What if it all ended tonight? Would you have been happy? How would you have lived differently if knowing that tonight was going to be your last night? That's the power of the vision. That's the power of becoming pretty intentional and explicit and clear about what it is that you want to accomplish. I just spent a couple days last week with an organization helping them with their company vision, but the elements are still the same. I think both your personal and your and your company vision, it's all interrelated. And I think it's, you know, vision, mission, values, all that stuff kind of gets inter, interspersed. But I think when you're talking about vision, it's pretty universal that what we're talking about here, at least what I'm trying to get across and convey is, is how you want things to be. How are the things that you want things to be? And where people get hung up is they think they need to understand how they're going to get there. And that's where they get stuck. And, they, and then they just stop. It, it leads to stagnation. It's seemingly so impossible. But if you can avoid that trap of coming up, you say, this is the dream and I'm dreaming big. And then you start coming up with action plans right out of the gate. I think that limits your vision. I think that's the reason why you need to surround yourself with people who are going to force you to dream bigger. And I intentionally have done that. I've surrounded myself with some great individuals who have pushed me, who said, no, dream bigger, dream bigger. So anyway, my point is, you got to have this vision, this layout of where you want to take it. And I think it's important to point out that the fear and the uncertainty, you've heard me say this on the show, that it's never going to go away. I know you have a gnawing. I know you've got a gnawing in your gut. I have it. It's there with me constantly. And I want you to embrace that gnawing and realize that that is not abnormal. It's frustrating to have that gnawing. I know I get it because that gnawing makes you restless. That gnawing makes you impatient. That gnawing makes you feel like you're never going to get out or accomplish your dreams or your goals. I get it. That gnawing is never going to go away. I want you to embrace that gnawing. I want you to embrace, really, that's fear and uncertainty is what that is. And that fear and uncertainty is never going to go away, ever. So embrace it. That fear and that uncertainty that you're feeling, that gnawing that you're feeling, is a barometer. It's a blessing, okay? And if you can tune into it, if you can get rid of the external noise and all the external bullshit that's trying to get in there and trying to prevent you from listening to that gnawing, do what you got to do. Find it, listen to it, embrace it, and it's going to point you into the direction of where you should be going. And then you'll start to realize that fear and uncertainty, that gnawing, doesn't have to stop you. It doesn't have to prevent you from going forward. And I think a lot of the stuff that has become really apparent, both in these kind of ridiculous protests and the riots and these, this anger and this misguided resentment that just drives me absolutely up the wall, which is leading to not only personal property destruction, but deaths and people feeling like they have to take the streets and carry guns and 
idiots feeling like they have to threaten and anger and yell and prevent people from enjoying their dinner. All that is just bullshit. I know I said it, and I don't care if I cussed. I'll put the explicit moniker on this podcast, but it is a bunch of bullshit. And it comes into a lot of, clear to me, is that the vast majority of the people are living lives where they feel either that they're owed, that they're oppressed, that there's some sort of inequity and justice. And look, the bottom line is this. The universe is a hostile place. Take away all our forms of government and personalities and all the other stuff that people are saying. Ad nauseum out there. The universe is, an inhost- is a very hostile place. Always has been. Always will be. Long before we were here, it was hostile. And long after we're gone, it's going to be hostile. It's impersonal. It tries to stop things from happening. Everything is a struggle. The fact that we're alive is a miracle. On any given base, any given day, there are so many things that try to stop life from happening. It's just the way it is. So it is. So it will always be. I guess that's why I love the Stoics, because they look at that in that way, right? I love what Marcus Aurelius said when he said that life is neither good or evil, but only a place for good or evil. Uh, some of you may say, well, that, what's, what's the point of that? doesn't make any sense. Well, think about it again. Life is neither good or evil, but only a place for good and evil. We live in a world of free will, of free choice. And when bad things happen, and they will continue to happen, people you know, lament and cry and hold their hands up to the heavens and like, why is this happening to me? Why is this unfair? Where is God in all of this? Well, the power of free choice and free will is, it's allowed to happen so that we can see the benefits of and the beauty of the toil, the struggle, the sacrifice, the suffering, the plodding through, the going through hell when there's nowhere else to go and keep going forward and you come out on the other side, the other side is significance. And in itself, that significance is what fuels life and makes life worth living, makes it purposeful. It's not about happiness. And I think that's where we get stuck, is that we think life should be about happiness. It's not about happiness. Certainly, we want joy. We want happiness. And we can experience it. But at some point, if you don't embrace these kind of universal truths, that the universe is hostile, that it's impersonal, that there will be some forms of resistance that will try to kill you. Again, Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. You've got to read that if you want. I mean, that book has been life-changing for me. Read that book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Not The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Not that one. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Talks about this. If you've got this dream, this vision that's been placed on your heart by the angels, by the muse, by the universe, whoever, whatever you want to believe. But if it's there, and that's what that gnawing that you have in your stomach, and I know you have it, you have it right now, That there's a vision in there, there's a dream, a significance, a purpose that you're supposed to be pursuing. That's the obligation the universe has put on your heart. That's why that gnawing is there. So don't be afraid of it. It's a barometer telling you where you should go. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that Maybe there's relationships you need to stop. doesn't mean that there's friends you maybe need to get rid of. Maybe there's habits you need to destroy. There are things that are going to be uncomfortable in that pursuit. But that's the price of admission towards its significance. And I think it's important to, to dis, 
to distinguish between or just be distinctive between what it means to lead a successful, happy life, which I think is a myth, and to lead a significant life. A significant life has all of that wrapped up in it. There's going to be joy. There's going to be happiness. There's going to be celebration. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Negative here. I'm just being realistic. All those that toil, suffer, and sacrifice or, or achieve significance have to embrace that toil, that sacrifice, that struggle, that pain, that growth. We know that intuitively. You can't get the body of Adonis without doing work and sacrifice. You can't achieve accumulated wealth without sacrifice and saving. It just doesn't happen. You, you know that intuitively. I don't, have to, I don't have to have a podcast episode to tell you that. You know it intuitively already. But to take it a step further, I think the fear that you, you, what you should be afraid of, and it shouldn't be about failing, it shouldn't be about embarrassing yourself, it shouldn't be about looking like a fool, it shouldn't be about making the wrong decisions, it's not about losing all your money, it's not about, all of that's silly. The fear is real, I get it. But what you should be afraid of is living a life of regret, of sitting on that deathbed, you're getting close to those last breaths and the death rattle is starting to creep into your throat. You're getting groggy and all your family members are walking around looking and feeling sad. But the other things that they can't see but you can see and they're walking around that bed and they're looking at you too. And it's all the dreams and the visions that you had of the things that you should have been doing or you should have tried, should have started, should have spoke up to, should have asked. They're walking around that bed and they're looking at you, shaking their head. And disappointment and disgust. And sadness that you didn't take the leap. That you didn't pull the trigger. That you didn't say yes. And they're going to die with you. That keeps me awake at night. I don't want to be there. And I hope you don't want to be there either. That's why, again, the Stoics, quoting Marcus Aurelius, it's not death that a man should fear, but he should never... He should fear never beginning to live. I'll say it again. It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. That's frightening to me. And this is why I think pursuing leadership and being intentional about what you're doing now is so important, about listening to these shows and surrounding yourself by other leaders that are going to challenge you, people who are smarter than you, who, who've accomplished things, who are in, in the fields of the, of the vision and the dreams that you want to pursue. Surround yourself by those. And start living a life. You know, it's not about optimism. It's not about happiness. Those things will come through the toil, through the sacrifice. But having a purpose of understanding why you're here. You know, the, the passionate purpose of why you're even here. And yeah, you got to do the work. Maybe, you know, you're in a job that really sucks right now. I get it. There's nothing wrong with taking, you know, but you got to do both. Do both. Use that job to pay the bills to take care of your responsibilities, wherever they are in your lot in your life. But when you get home, what are you doing? Are you watching TV? Are you tuning into politics? Are you playing PlayStation? What are you doing? Do you get on the computer? What are you doing? Are you wasting your time? Avoid those traps of comfort. Avoid those traps of mediocrity. And instead, choose to use your heart, your mind, and that gnawing that's in your stomach. And start using it for creation, for good for passion, for becoming great at what you're already doing, to become the best at what you're already doing, whatever the case may be. Ignite that insatiable curiosity that I know that you have and become insatiably curious, become maniacally curious. And I think that's a great starting point. 
you know, people are like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to get out of this kind of rut in life. Well, what the hell are you curious about? There's got to be something you're curious about. And if you're curious about, I don't care what it is, you're curious about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Not what other people, what you think society thinks you should be curious about or what you think is going to give you the most money or whatever the case. Don't even think about that. What are you really curious about? And start going down those rabbit holes because that is the base. And when you become insatiably curious about something and you go down those rabbit holes, what's going to follow is passion. What's going to follow is excitement. What's going to follow is unending energy. What's going to follow is taking risks and chances that you never thought you would do. But if you numb your curiosity and thinking, oh, I can never get there. Oh, it seems impossible. Or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse is telling you, oh, you need to focus on this. Listen to your heart and follow that passion. And then your mind is going to start to open up and you're going to start taking actions that's going to fuel your life. And who knows where it's going to lead. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in a land of mediocrity, of average, or even worse, less than average. And then to me, you're shaming the universe. That is not the obligation of why we're here, this short time that we're here. Our obligation is to make this place better than we found it. It's not to live in resentment. It's not to live in anger. It's not to live in jealousy. It's not to bitch, moan, and whine about oppression. It's like, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to make this place better than you found it? And I think to start that, is to start asking that question, at least tonight, is what if it all ended tonight? Again, all this was impromptu. I just had a couple bullet notes. I hope you found some value out of this episode. I want to keep it short, around 20 minutes. Thanks for tuning in. Let me know what you think. Even if you disagree with me, let me know. Send an email to richard at doseofleadership.com or you can reach out to the contact page on my website, doseofleadership.com. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Check out all my stuff. If you need someone to speak, teach, coach about leadership, I'm your guy. Always looking for new clients to help them to be the arrow in their quiver, to help them, to help you personally, to help an organization on the leadership journey. That's what it's all about. That's my purpose. That's why I'm here. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, make it a great one. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the show. I hope you got some value out of this episode. If you did, please do me a huge favor. Tell somebody about this show. Tell your spouse, tell your kids, tell your coworkers. Let them know about the value that Dose of Leadership brings to your world. Go to doseofleadership.com. You can learn more about my services. If you're looking for somebody to speak, teach, or coach about leadership, I'm your guy. I'm known for my ability to transform individuals and organizations, teaching them the concept of creating a culture of decentralized leadership. I do think that is the secret sauce to facing all the challenges that we face today. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I look forward to the next time we work together. And until the meantime, make it a great one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.